Hare Krishna. We can just have one light on and turn all others off. I'm very grateful to everyone for being here today. I especially would like to offer our sincerest gratitude to all the devotees in our congregation counselors and counseling groups and all others who helped to fulfill a wonderful dream of Srila Prabhupada to reveal Vrindavan town in many places of the world. Srila Prabhupada explained that all of his temples were none different from Goloka Vrindavan. Because Goloka Vrindavan is wherever the devotees selflessly serve together with the pleasure of Krishna as the very purpose, goal of everything they do. And wherever that atmosphere is, is Vrindavan. This year marks the 500th anniversary when Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu went to Vrindavan. When Lord Chaitanya first took initiation, in the middle of the night he left everyone and began running to Vrindavan. But it was at that time the demigods spoke to him from the sky and reminded him that your mission is to spread Harinam Sankirtan throughout the world. And this you will do in Navadweep. So go there, begin the Sankirtan movement, and later go to Vrindavan. After he took sannyas, he was given the danda by Keshav Bharati Maharaj. He was given his name, and he started running to Vrindavan. And Keshav Bharati Maharaj went with him. And everyone of Kattva started following him. But he told everyone else to go back. He wanted to go alone. And by Nityananda Prabhu's great compassion for the Vaishnavas, he had a little cowherd boy give alternative directions to Vrindavan, which led him to Shantipur. It was there Mother Sachi told him that if you go to Vrindavan, I will never see you. But the same Krishna that lives in Vrindavan is living in Puri as Jagannath. So he went to Puri. Soon after, he took his South Indian tour, and after that, he said, I want to go to Vrindavan. But year after year, the devotees, somehow or other, they could not bear the separation. They tricked him from not going. And when finally he was going to go, everyone went with him. And at Kanai Natashala, Sanatan Goswami said, better you go with just alone or with a few people. So he went back. And Kaviraj Goswami tells when he was living in Puri, just the remembrance of Vrindavan, his ecstasies of love of Krishna multiplied by hundreds of times. And when he was walking through Jarikanda forest and through so many villages and pathways on way to Vrindavan, it increased even more hundreds of times. And when he came to Mathura and he saw the Yamuna, it grew even hundreds of times. 
And when he was wandering through the twelve forests of Vrindavan, it multiplied by thousands, limitlessly. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu traveled to Vrindavan one time. He remained about two months. And on the Kartik Purnima is the day he arrived. And this year marks the 500th anniversary of Lord Chaitanya coming to Vrindavan. And while he was there, he reestablished Radha Kund, Shama Kund, and many holy places. On his way back from Vrindavan, he met Sanatana Goswami, Rupa Goswami, and instructed them to go to Vrindavan. These instructions were 500 years ago too. Reveal the holy places of Vrindavan so that people from all over the world could come on pilgrimage and experience the atmosphere. And this year also marks the 50th year that Srila Prabhupada left Vrindavan, the very heart of Vrindavan, Sevakunj at Radha Damodar. But he didn't actually leave Vrindavan. He took all of the love, the devotion, all of Vrindavan in his heart. And he traveled from Calcutta to New York, to San Francisco, to Montreal. Then he came back to Vrindavan. And then he traveled around the world about 12 times, establishing deities of Radha and Krishna, establishing his books, which all are giving us entrance into the ecstatic love of Sri Vrindavan time. And also in New Vrindavan in 1969, he said he wanted a replica of Vrindavan, which would be non-different than Vrindavan. Madan Mohan, Radha Govinda, Radha Gopinath, Radha Damodar, Radha Shamsundar, Radha Raman, Radha Gokulananda, Radha Giritari, Yamuna, Keshigat, Govardhan. He actually wrote all these, whatever I'm saying, and more. And that wasn't limited to just one place. The idea was to recreate holy places where people could actually feel the experience of Shishiradha Gopinath's eternal pastimes in Vrindavan. So considering at the 50th anniversary of when Prabhupada traveled the world to bring Vrindavan, the 500th anniversary of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu going and giving his instructions to open Vrindavan to the world. It is auspicious that in our home, in Radha Gopinath temple's humble attempts, Radha Vrindavan Chandra's humble attempts, Radha Giridhari, Radha Raspihari, we all together have tried to inspire a beautiful meditation on Vrindavan as the Vrindavan forests at Govardhan Eco Village. And it's developing very nicely because of the sincere and cooperative um, devotional service of all of you. I wish to thank you and please continue to help also. (laughs) 
but we're having an inauguration there and you'll be able to actually experience it and give your prayers and your suggestions. That is this coming Sunday in this holy month of Kartik. It's kind of like a dress rehearsal for our yatra in Vrindavan. <laughs> And soon after that, we'll be going to Vrindavan. <laughs> Thank you very much. Today is Sarat Purnima. In Vrindavan, it is one of the most special, and for the Brijabhasis, in many ways, the most special of all festivals. I remember in 1971 when I was living there. At that time, Vrindavan was a very simple place compared to now as far as what the senses can perceive. Sri Vrindavan Dham is always the eternal abode of the Lord where the Nitya Leela or the pastimes of Krishna, Sri Radha, the Gopas and Gopis are forever manifested. Aprakata, on a spiritual level. Premanjana Churita Bhakti Vilochanena. But we can only see through our love, not through these eyes made out of earth, water, fire, air, and a little ether. Krishna, Yegatamam Prabhadyante Thams Tataiva Pajamya reveals himself according to our surrender and our devotion, not according to our scholarship. It's not that 2020 vision can see the pastimes of Krishna. Bilva Mangala Thakur, Surdas, they were blind physically but they were constantly seeing the pastimes of Krishna in the holy places of Vrindavan. So many of us, we are spiritually blind, but we have nice eyes. And they were spiritually seeing, but they didn't have such nice eyes. So bhakti... Through bhakti, our eyes are opened. Through the mercy of Guru, Sadhu, Shastra, we can actually see as it is. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Shukadev Goswami, Rupa Goswami, Sanatan Goswami, Raghunath Das Goswami. These are some of the greatest renunciates in the history of this world. Shukadev Goswami, <clears throat> when he went to Shukatala on the banks of the Ganga under that banyan tree, all the greatest sages and rishis Narada, Vyasdev, Vishwamitra, Vashishta, Gautam Rishi, they all unanimously agreed he is the purest among us and he's the most qualified to speak. He did not even differentiate between one sex or another or between one race or another. He was only seeing the Atma, the spirit soul, everywhere. He's considered the crest jewel of all renunciates. But he glorified this Rasa Lila as the deepest, highest level of ecstatic realization and love without comparison. And Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu who left 
such a loving family and friends just to give bhakti to the world through Harinam Kirtan. He was the emblem of the highest renunciation. And he exclaimed that of all forms of, of purity and love, nothing is equal to that of the gopis of Vrindavan. And Rupa Goswami, Sanatan Goswami, they were billionaires with great power, beauty and strength and they left everything at the peak of their youth to live as Goswamis under trees begging for some, some chickpeas or wheat flour, living on the ground and through their writings and through their teachings they glorified this rasa lila the love of the gopis in krishna to be the purest and highest level of spiritual ecstasy so this is important to understand srila prabhupada explained that when krishna was 7 years old during the month of Kartik, he convinced Nanda Maharaj to offer all of the wonderful elaborate offerings that were meant for Indra to Govardhan Hill. And ultimately, Nanda Maharaj and the Brijabhasis, they only wanted Krishna to be happy. And they performed Govardhan Puja. And everyone was so happy, except Indra. <laughs> Krishna does not like pride in his devotees, because Indra is a devotee. Just like Krishna lifted Govardhan Hill for seven days and seven nights to protect the Brijabhasis, he angered Indra to protect Indra to smash his false pride. Because sometimes devotees become proud of their devotional service and they think I'm better than another person. And that means they miss the point of what devotional service actually means. And it's a trap that everyone could fall on. So Krishna at seven years old, he lifted Govardhan Hill Today, it's only a fraction of the size it was during Krishna's time, and it's 21 kilometers around. And Krishna, when he wants to humble you, he could do it so thoroughly. And he will. It's just a matter of time. For Indra, everyone's watching. All the demigods, all Indra's boyfriends and girlfriends and all of his maidservants and servants, everyone's watching. And Krishna's holding it with the tip of the little finger of his left hand. And Indra, with all of his force, he's throwing his thunderbolts. He's having the, these massive clouds have hurricanes and cyclones and tornadoes and blowing winds and pouring rains. And in seven days, he did not have the power to remove one leaf from a tree. He did not have the power to uproot a single blade of grass. And Krishna was in, Srila Prabhupada was once in New York City, and there's one square where there's the statue of Atlas was, according to, I think, Greek mythology, he's a very strong person. He's holding up this globe, and he really looks like he's struggling. Prabhupada said when Krishna lifted Govardhan Hill, he was smiling. He wasn't struggling. <laughs> he was effortless. He was happy. And all the Brijabhasis enjoyed seven days and seven nights being 
looked upon by the loving glance of Krishna and reciprocating all their loving relationships. So that's when Krishna was seven years old. And when he was eight years old, tonight he performs his Raslila. Srila Prabhupada said, if you think that you can enjoy Raslila, then first lift Govardhan Hill. <laughs> Bhagavan Api, Rupa Sukadev Goswami tells, he is full of all opulences. The gopis, young gopis, they loved Krishna with pure love. Ahoitaki apratihata. It was love that was un contaminated by any selfishness, any egoism, and it was unconditional under any circumstance. The gopis were willing to go to hell forever if it would just relieve Krishna even for a moment of his headache. And they meant it. That was the absolute purity of their love for Krishna. So for Krishna's pleasure, they fasted and did the Katyayani Puja on the banks of the Yamuna. And Krishna, just to satisfy them, he, he took all their clothing from the bank of Yamuna and brought it on a tree and then he made them all come out of the Yamuna. And he promised them that he would fulfill their desire because they wanted Krishna to be their husband. So on this night, which is considered the most beautiful night of the whole year, in the enchanting forest of Vrindavan, Krishna wanted to fulfill the gopi's desire and fulfill his own desire. Hare Krishna. <laughs> <laughs> to fill his own, fulfill his own desire to give the highest pleasure to his devotees and his devotees' own desire was to give the highest pleasure to Krishna. So by his own sweet will, the yoga maya potency created such a enticing atmosphere. The full moon rose from the eastern horizon. The most beautiful moon of the year, the acharyas tell. Because Krishna appeared within the dynasty of Chandra. So Chandra manifested a beauty like never ever before. As the moon rose, it filled the entire sky with reddish colors. And induced by the um, by the beauty of the rising moon, all the flowers of Vrindavan began to blossom. The Malika flowers, the Malati flowers, the Kamuda flowers, all. And the fragrance was intoxicating. And very nice breezes. Lotus flowers in the moonlight were blossoming everywhere on the, in the lakes of Vrindavan and in the current of Yamuna. And in this most spiritually intoxicating, enchanting environment, Krishna stood under the Bamsiva tree on the bank of Yamuna. And in his threefold bending form, he played upon his flute. Bumsi Vat.
ऐसी as he played his flute the innermost ecstasies of his love emerged from his heart into his breath and through the holes of the flute it was krishna's love that took the form of music and it fills filled the area of Vrindavan and Krishna's love is such we read about how when he would in the evenings um terakadamba he would call his cows and he had many cows it's not that he just called every name one after another because that would take a really long time but krishna has a chintya shakti he could call all the names of the cows simultaneously and each cow is only hearing her name it's not just like hearing so many names and minds there too <laughs> krishna can just surabi and everyone's hearing their own name that is the power of krishna's capacity to love and to receive love krishna's ras bihari this is his supreme opulence this is the great secret that the shrimad bhagavatam reveals to the world krishna is all powerful but even lord shiva and lakshmi and brahma and even mahavishnu karuna dakshai vishnu they are all longing to experience what the gopis experience the sweetness of krishna's love so when krishna played his flute it entered the ears shri chaitanya mahaprabhu explains like a bird enters the ears and then made a nest in their hearts and completely captivated their hearts hari stole their hearts and the gopis out of love and what is love when they heard krishna's flute they heard krishna calling to give him pleasure to give him happiness the gopis didn't want to enjoy they wanted to be enjoyed by krishna and whatever situation they may have been some were married some were not married they answered the call of krishna's flute shukadev goswami tells some were milking cow buckets under the cow they just left it have you ever seen anyone do that they just went to the forest others had milk from the cows and they had built a fire cow dung and they were cooking the milk and the milk was just boiling and they left for the forest and as they went to the forest their beautiful earrings were swaying to and fro some were nursing their little babies and they put down their baby and ran into the forest others serving their fathers their brothers or their husbands prasad and some were eating prasad themselves when they heard krishna's flute very gently very gracefully they just left for the forest <laughs> some wanted to make themselves very nice for krishna and they began to put on their cosmetics but the flute attracted them so much that some they they were putting one thing in another place and another thing in another place and they 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 made up one of their eyes and forgot the other 
or they put the bottom part of their clothes on the top part of their bodies and the top part on the bottom and went into the forest. They went deep into the forest in the moonlight and there at Bamsivat they approached Krishna. And as they looked upon the beautiful form of Govinda, they took that form into the core of their hearts and embraced him for his pleasure. And Krishna, he spoke so, so nicely. He said, you have all come here and you have you have left everything of the world behind just to come to please me. And I'm very satisfied. But you have fulfilled your purpose. So now you could go home. And gopis, they were just kind of smiling. <laughs> and then they looked at the beautiful full moon and the light in the forest and Krishna saw them doing this and he said oh you have come here to see the beautiful moonlight forest of Vrindavan well now you have seen it so you should return to your homes after all you have your duties to your families and you have your Vedic responsibilities of chastity and Krishna was giving them a really good lesson and he kept telling them that it's only proper that you return because there's so many dangerous animals here. There's snakes and there's tigers and there's lions and it's very dangerous and now it's night and they, they, will, they, will, they can really harm you, they can kill you, so you should protect yourselves, you must go home. And gopis were crying and their heads were down, looking down, and with their toes they were drawing curved lines in the sands. Sukadev Goswami explains they were breathing very heavy, and torrents of tears were pouring from their eyes and falling to the ground. And the gopis spoke. That Krishna, you, Srila Prabhupada tells how the gopis did not want to speak harshly to Krishna because they loved him. But at the same time, they were very, very um, they were very disturbed by his words. They said, why are you speaking so cruel? Don't you know that we've given up everything only for you? Those things that are most precious, most dear to everyone, we have left it all without a second thought, only to please you, only to serve you. Lord Narayan will, never, will always give shelter to his devotees. We have come for your shelter. Lakshmi Devi, she's the supreme goddess of fortune. And she's worshipped by all the demigods. And she's residing on the chest of Lord Narayan. But yet, Lakshmi herself performs great penances because she wants the service of the Tulsi leaves on the feet of the Lord. She leaves his chest to go to his feet. We have taken shelter as the dust under of your lotus feet. Please do not send us back. And besides that, you're talking about faithfulness to society and family and friendship and love, and we agree with all those things. But the only reason anyone is lovable is because you are supremely lovable. You are within everyone's hearts. The only attractive thing about anyone is because they are part and parcel of you. 
if you leave the heart of anyone, nothing left, there's nothing left but a dead corpse. So ultimately, you are the only husband for everyone. Everyone is female. You are the only male. And you are the only supreme lovable object. So when we love you, we are expressing our deepest, highest, fullest love for everyone. The gopis spoke with such devotion. Krishna satisfied them. He began walking along the banks of the Yamuna with all gopis. And each gopi was feeling herself so fortunate. Krishna was joking with them. He was singing with them. He was speaking with them. He was making so many gestures of pure love with them. It is described that there were some gopis who were forcibly locked in their rooms so that they couldn't go out to be with Krishna. And those particular gopis, they meditated upon Krishna in the very, very core of their hearts and surrendered to him completely, chanting his names, offering their prayers. And Krishna manifested to them. And Srila Prabhupada and Aracharyas described some of those, there were different types of gopis. Many were direct expansions of Srimati Radharani who descended from the spiritual world. Others were great sages who met Lord Ramchandra and they wanted to enjoy conjugal affairs of serving him in Madhurya Ras. And Ram said, I only take one wife in this birth, but in my next birth you can be gopis when I come as Krishna. And the personified Vedas, they also prayed to, exp to serve Krishna with the love of the gopis. Of all Vedic literatures, the personified Vedas, that's what they were performing penance and prayers and longing for because they understood that there is no higher love. There is no higher liberation. And some of the gopis, they were coming from human life, but they purified themselves to have the association of other self-realized nistyasita gopis. And those gopis that were kept back, they still had some tinges of karmic connections to this world. But the fire of separation from Krishna in their locked rooms, meditating on Krishna and chanting Krishna's names, they were completely purified. And all of their material conceptions were burnt away by the fire of their love and separation and they attained Krishna's eternal association. So in this way, Krishna was reciprocating with each one. And each of the gopis were thinking themselves so fortunate. We are the most fortunate in all of creation. On this beautiful moonlit night, in the forests of Vrindavan, on the banks of Yamuna, to be with Krishna. Krishna is speaking to me. He's glancing upon me. He's touching me. Such blessing. Now Krishna performs one activity and fulfills many purposes and gives many lessons. And Shukadev Goswami describes one of these lessons. Krishna saw that there was a pride, a pride in the gopis. It was a pure spiritual pride. But for our sake, he wanted to teach another kind of lesson. You see, the gopis, 
They loved Krishna, they gave everything for Krishna, but they were thinking themselves more fortunate than all others. So Krishna wanted to purify them of that pride. He suddenly disappeared. And gopis, they were looking everywhere, crying. They all together began to chant Krishna's names and went into the forest. They were mad in their enthusiasm to find Krishna. They looked at the moon and started asking the moon, you are Krishna's, Krishna's born in your dynasty. He will do what you say. Where is Krishna? Can you at least tell us where Krishna is? They were speaking to the stars in the sky. Where is the son of, of Nanda Maharaj? They were going to the various trees, old banyan tree, old kadamba tree, old tamal tree, old ashok tree. Can you just tell us, did Krishna come here? Give us the direction where he went. They were speaking to the Malati and Malika and, 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 the, and the lotus flowers and, and the leaves and the plants and the shrubs. They saw deer and the deers looked so peaceful. They said, you must be so peaceful because you have seen the son of Nanda Maharaj. And because you saw the son of Nanda Maharaj, you must have become really purified and therefore you must be sympathetic to us. So please tell us, where did Krishna go? In this way, they were roaming through the forest. And when nobody could give them any direction to find Krishna, in a completely ecstatic state, in viraha bhav, separation of love, they were enacting Krishna's pastimes. One took the role of Putana and the other took the role of Krishna. One became Trinavarta and took another gopi on her shoulder. Another became Sakatasura and Krishna kicked her. Another gopi kicked her as Krishna. One became Bakasura. One Kopi opened her mouth and <laughs> didn't hurt her though. Another Kopi was Yashoda binding Krishna with ropes. One Kopi lifted Govardhan Hill and acted that pastime. Other Kopis went under the hill. This way, one gopi put her foot on another gopi's head and said, Kaliya, <laughs> get away from here now. Don't come back. <laughs> they were intoxicated in Krishna Prem. And as they were going through the forest, they found Krishna's footprints with all the beautiful symbols within his footprints on the earth. And they started praying to Mother Earth, you are so fortunate that Krishna has blessed you with his footprints and because you're in so much ecstasy, being decorated by his footprints, your hairs are standing on end in the form of trees but they were following those footprints. And as they were walking through the forest, they, they discovered two sets of footprints. And they were speaking among themselves. There is another gopi. And that gopi, her love, her worship, her service to Krishna, is unparalleled. It is supreme. Krishna left all of us to be with this one gopi. 
And then they were examining these footprints so carefully and speaking among themselves. Who is this gopi? <laughs> this gopi is Srimati Radharani. Krishna left all other gopis only for Sri Radha. And here we find there's only one set of footprints. That means Krishna must have been carrying this gopi because she's tired. And here we find only a half set of footprints of Krishna. He was reaching up to get flowers from trees just to decorate this gopi. And here we see they've sat together in the dust of Vrindavan. Krishna is decorating her hair with the flowers that he picked for her. And then again, they saw only one set of footprints. They thought this gopi, she was thinking, I'm very tired, Krishna, please carry me. And Krishna traced pride in her heart and he left her just like he left us. And as they walked deeper into the forest, they found Srimati Radharani. And interesting, Srila Prabhupada explains, this is the test of our Krishna consciousness. That when a devotee sees another devotee in difficulty, a devotee is never envious. A devotee is always sympathetic, well-wisher. They shared Srimati Radharani's separation. And Srimati Radharani shared their separation. And it was in this particular place in the Srimad Bhagavatam, there is the well-known story that Sukadev Goswami, whose ultimate supreme worshipable person is Sri Radha, with seven days to speak the Srimad Bhagavatam, he would not speak her name because he knew if he did, he would go into such a trance, he may not be able to continue to speak to Maharaj Parikshit. But it was in this place where all the gopis are exclaiming Sri Radha to be the topmost and her love to be supreme. that he gave reference to Sri Radha's name. And this is the very essence of the whole Srimad Bhagavatam, to extol the ultimate glory of Sri Radha's love. And Srila Prabhupada explains, even today in Vrindavan and for all times, the Brijabhasis love to say, Jai Radhe. And this Hare Krishna, Hare Sri Radha, who steals the heart of Krishna with her love. And Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he taught us as Krishna, he wanted to taste the sweetness of Radha's love. It was the highest mystery of all mysteries. Krishna knows everything past, present, and future. He knows every living being's heart. But the one thing that he longed to experience was the love of Sri Radha. What is her happiness when she tastes my love? What is the happiness she feels in her love for me? What is it about me that gives her such an ecstasy even I don't understand? And the seed of that appearance of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is revealed to us by Shukadeva Goswami in this beautiful pastime of the Ras Lila. Sri Radharani and gopis were searching for Krishna 
And they came to a place that was so dark in the forest, even the moonlight couldn't reach it. And then they felt quite hopeless in separation. And they all held hands and made it back to the bank of the Yamuna and performed Nam Sankirtan. Krishna completely removed all of their sense of pride. Trinada pisuni chena, taro ibasihishnana, amani namane dena kirtaniya sadahari. When Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gave us this verse, he was speaking about this type of kirtan. The gopis in their separation were crying for Krishna. Together, with one heart, with one voice, they were praising Krishna. And it was there that they spoke the Gopi Gita, beautiful prayers of in love and separation. Krishna appeared. And when he appeared, he gazed upon them and they gazed upon him and they just took that beautiful form with his lotus-like eyes and his beautiful curling hair circling his moon-like face, his lips reflecting the beams of the moon like the bimba fruit. He had a beautiful garland of forest flowers that extended below his knees, peacock feather in his hair. Every limb of his body was the essence of sweetness. Bhagavan Api. Krishna possesses all opulences in full. He's Atmarama. He's completely full and self-satisfied in himself. But still, he's thirsty to reciprocate the love of his devotees. Especially the gopis, whose love is totally pure. The gopis made a nice sitting place with their cloths on the bank of Yamuna, and they all sat around Krishna. They asked Krishna a question. Some people are affectionate to those who are affectionate to them. And others are affectionate even to people who neglect them or are inimical to them. And other people aren't affectionate to anybody. So Krishna, can you explain this for us? Obviously, they were trying to teach Krishna a little lesson. (laughs) Krishna said that those who are affectionate only to those who reciprocate with them with affection are like merchants. Their love is not real. Ultimately, they're only concerned with themselves. If they don't get what they want, then their affection ceases. Those who are affectionate, even to a person who is inimical or neglectful to them, they are actually affectionate. They are saintly people. Just like a mother or a father even if their child is very um, neglectful or, or disobedient, still the mother and father loves them unconditionally and will do anything for them. That is true love. And as far as those who don't love, who don't show affection for anyone, there's two types of people. One is the Atmarama, great sage, 
who's just aloof from all of these dualities of material existence. And the other is a person who is the lowest among people, who is simply ungrateful. They're receiving so much, but they're ungrateful for that. Ungrateful to their parents, ungrateful to their gurus, because they're just self-centered. But please understand, gopis, I'm not like that. (laughs) (laughs) I only appeared to neglect you when I left you to increase the ecstasies of your love for me. Just like a person who's poor, who gets a great wealth of money, if that person then loses all their money, 24 hours a day, all they could do is think of that money. Similarly, when I show my mercy, I attract the hearts of my devotees. And then when I appear to neglect a devotee by leaving them in separation, I do so only to increase their love, only to increase their attachment and their ecstasies of praying. When I left you, I was with you. I was seeing you. And Krishna apologized. (laughs) He said, you gave up your homes. You gave up your safety. You gave up your reputations. You gave up everything in your lives only for me. And even in an entire lifetime of Brahma, I cannot repay you. I have no power to repay you. So please, just be satisfied with the love that you have, with your own supremely glorious, pure character. Sarvaloka Maheshwaram. Bhagavad Gita Krishna tells, I am the proprietor of everything that exists. Aham Sarvasya Prabhavo Mata Sarvam Pravartate. I'm the proprietor of all material and spiritual worlds, everything and everyone. And yet Krishna is feeling with everything in an in four billion Uh, He said a lifetime of Brahma in 311 trillion years. (laughs) With all he has, he cannot repay a single gopi for their love for him. That is his gratitude. That is his power to receive love and to give love. And to satisfy gopis, he then began to dance with them. Such a dance. Srila Prabhupada quotes the Puranas, describes there's 16,000 principal gopis. Of the 16,000 principal gopis, 108 are the main gopis. Of the 108, there are eight most dear gopis, of the eight, there are two, Chandravali and Shiradha, and of the two, Shrimati Radharani is the supreme beloved of Krishna. And in our Gaudiya Sampradaya, all of, all of the, those who, who are in that line of gopis are all the servants of the servants of Shiradha. Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami explains, just like there is a creeper that's around a tree and there are beautiful little flowers in that creeper. Sri Radha is the creeper that's being embraced by Krishna, that's embracing Krishna and all the ecstasies and love that Sri Radha is feeling is being experienced by each flower connected to her. 
the highest aspiration is to be the servant of the servant of Sri Radha in her loving service to Sri Krishna. All of the gopis danced with Krishna and each gopi, she felt that Krishna is only with her. And Krishna, because he felt so so indebted and so much eager to reciprocate with the gopis' desire to serve him and love him, tonight, the Sarat Purnima, he extended it to an entire night of Brahma. That's approximately 4,320,000,000 years. That's how long the gopis and Krishna danced together in the forest. But he encapsulated that night of Brahma into one night. So they actually experienced. And when they became tired, they all went into the Yamuna River and performed their beautiful pastimes together. And in this way, Aracharyas tell of Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami that if there's a tinge of ego, if there's a tinge of selfishness, it is material lust. But when our love, when our affection is completely for the pleasure of Krishna, it's pure, it's prem. And I'll end with one little question and answer between Maharaj Parikshit and Shukadev Goswami. Parikshit Maharaj asked, how is it that the gopis became so purified thinking of Krishna, remembering Krishna, chanting Krishna, when they didn't even know that Krishna was God? (laughs) They were just thinking he's a cowherd boy. How is it that they could become so purified when they're thinking he's a human being? Is it that if we become so enamored and infatuated and in love for someone, uh, uh, someone who's part and parcel of Krishna, who's also Brahman, we don't get so purified by that? How is it? They were not worshiping him as God. And Shukadev Goswami said, He is God. He is Bhagavan. He possesses all opulences. And he referred to Shishupal. Shishupal was so absorbed in thinking of Krishna with envy that he attained liberation. Because Krishna is all pure. The gopis were absorbed in selfless, unconditional love. To always remember Krishna, to never forget Krishna. That is the essence of all knowledge, of all instructions, of all rules and regulations. And Vrindavan truly is where devotees, without envy, in a real spirit of loving service, are eager to please Krishna and Sri Radha. Especially when we come together like the gopis did to chant the holy names. the culmination of their love and separation, Srimati Radharani and the Braj Gopis performed kirtan together and Krishna appeared.
and Radha Krishna Bhava, um, that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu comes in the mood of Sri Radha to teach us how to actually connect with Krishna in the mood of the gopis. In the line of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, this Sankirtan, if we understand it properly, it's not just something musical. It's actually the means by which the gopis of Vrindavan captured Krishna's hearts. So how fortunate we are. Don't be proud. (laughs) In the spirit of a humble servant of the servant of the servant, how we should be grateful. Srila Prabhupada has given us the pastimes of the Braj Gopis in the form of Harinam Sankirtan. And we enter into that Leela if we chant in the mood that Lord Chaitanya taught us. So now I will end this kata and we will, with our hearts and our souls, chant beautiful kirtan together with one heart, with one voice, for the pleasure of Sri Sri Radha Gopinath. Thank you very much.